Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Let's hope the Browns and Baker Mayfield and Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb make First Energy Stadium the danger zone tonight when those stinking squealers waddle their way in and face the Browns. The national spotlight is on us, folks, for Thursday night football. Must win game. Welcome to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation Dogs by Nature. Make sure you follow Myself, Andy McNamara, and Matt Florjancic from WKYC Sports in Cleveland on Twitter at AndyMC81 at Matt Flo Sports. Matt, it's week 10, and this is the season. This is it. Browns win. We can continue the journey. If they lose, it is over, and uh, that'll that'll wrap it up. Um, how are you feeling? What's your gut telling you? It's a night game. We got all day to stew on this. I, I like the, the primetime aspect of it. I think it's good to showcase this rivalry in a good way where it's meaningful for both teams because this game really does mean a lot uh, to both sides of the rivalry. Uh, not feeling particularly great about it, but, you know, who knows? Maybe over the course of the next 25 minutes you can convince me otherwise. <laughs> That's You know what? We have on – the opposition offense, it's the Browns' best chance that we've had in in ages. There's no Ben Roethlisberger. It's Mason Rudolph, who looks incredibly average, if not below average, very pedestrian, very safe. You have a running game in James Conner, who's not 100%. Jalen Samuel's still very good, so it'll be a bit of a committee situation. But, Matt, this, this is the... M- this is a game where the Browns offense that we've been waiting for, that D-line, needs to show up, show out, and stomp the Steelers in a cold weather, but dry. The weather's looking good. Cold, but dry environment. Like, that—that that is a must. This has to be a show-up game for Miles Garrett and everybody. Yeah, there's no question about that. They have to be ready to go. Uh, they have to make plays. And they should know that they have to make plays because the season's on the line. Not really sure if that's going to manifest itself in any kind of meaningful productivity, but ultimately we will see. Uh, I know you were high on Miles Garrett after the game on Sunday. I was not as high. Um, I don't think he's making the kind of impact plays that he needs to make for this defense to really keep going in a positive direction. He needs to be a, a... a havoc raiser, if you will, in the backfield, damn near every play for this defense to have a legitimate shot sure. to be the kind of unit that they want to be. Right. Right. And Matt, well, I thought that was maybe starting to come with Olivier Vernon the last two weeks before he got injured. 
really starting to show up. And that, of course, means that you cannot focus all your attention on Miles Garrett. Now it's Chad Thomason. Vernon's going to miss another game with a knee. Uh, Eric Murray's still out in the secondary with after knee surgery. And so now you have Chad Thomas doesn't, doesn't scare anybody. I, th- I thought he did fine. Um, he's just a guy back there. So now the Steelers offensive line, which is real good, can focus on Miles Garrett. So this goes to, I think, pressure on the middle as well to collapse that inside with um, uh, Larry Ogunjobi and Sheldon Richardson. And Richardson last week had that little uh, knock free with the, uh, for, for a fumble. So it's that, that he also drew a key critical holding penalty yes. that backed up the Bills on a field goal attempt. You're right. Yes, absolutely. But Matt, that middle of the line has Miles Garrett gets all the flash, but that middle of the line was supposed to be really impactful, and that's an area where I don't think they've done enough. And I wonder if we can see some of that, more of that tonight. Yeah, they really have not done what they were expected to do. Everybody was thinking, oh, we're going to have multiple guys with double-digit sacks, and that hasn't been the case yet. No. No, not at all. Like, that's been the problem. Um, Secondary is looking good. Uh, This is, outside of Eric Murray being down, um, how do you think the defense lines up here, Matt? Because what I'm looking at here is, okay, that 4-2-5 that uh, Steve Wilkes likes to run has kind of been neutered because of the well, Jermaine Whitehead release and the Murray injury. Plus, you look at what the Steelers are doing with Mason Rudolph. This is a dink and dunker, folks. Okay, he's he's nothing special. But what that means is he's going to go over the middle. He's going to keep it short, and they want to run the ball. I'm hoping, Matt, that Steve Wilkes says, "Hey, let's put three linebackers up there and and stuff these guys. Make Mason Rudolph beat you. Don't let the running game. And you're going to need another guy up front. That would." be the ideal scenario but they have to play better than they did in Denver uh, sure. with the home of you know force the quarterback to beat you thing they can't allow James Conner to get loose no. if they do it's not going to matter what what Mason Rudolph does yeah well and, and not just James Conner but also Jalen Samuels because Conner has that shoulder it's cold right like this is this is built for the run I'm just reading an injury update here um, says James Conner was left off the final week 11 injury report, will play against the Browns. So he practiced in full. So he's going to be the healthiest he's been in a while. This is going to be one on the ground. And the Browns, obviously, Matt, that we were, we were teased. We, were, we saw the tantalizing possibilities with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb on the field at the same time, one blocking for the other. Uh, this is a game where I just, Matt, I just hope Freddie Kitchens gets out of his own damn way play calling. Don't get cute. Don't get fancy. You have two studs back there. Give him the ball. Short passes, handoffs, whatever. Have him on the field at the same time. And don't do stupid crap. Like, please. I mean, is that that hard to ask? I don't, I, mean, I don't know. You, you have two Pro Bowl backs. Yes. Two of the best you have the a quarterback that has struggled all year long. Yep. You have an offense that can't score inside the five-yard line. Correct. Try to do something different, but not too crazy, and give Kareem Hunt a goal line carry every once in a while just to keep the defense honest. But take the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands. Don't make it all about him having to win the game on his own. Right. We talked last week about, you know, running the ball and how important it would be against the Bills. He ran for 
147 yards and Baker threw over 40 times against the, one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. Correct. We don't need to try and prove something. We need to win games. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Freddie, listen, you've proven to yourself you, you ain't that smart. Okay, bro? You, you're, you're not. Now, you can look a whole lot smarter tonight by running the ball. Here's another thing to keep in mind, people. We say we've said for how long, hand the ball off and, and all that. This is especially important because Minka Fitzpatrick is playing at an all-time pro level. What, five-something interceptions since coming over to the Steelers in that trade? And you got a guy, uh, TJ Watt, who's been a Browns wrecker and is a stud on their line. So what does that mean, Matt? It means if you throw the ball or are rushed, Minka Fitzpatrick and our old pal Joe Hayden are going to be lurking around. You put the ball on the ground, what does that do? Well, it takes away the TJ Watt blitz factor, and it takes away the interception factor. You cannot be throwing it all up and around because, Matt, uh, otherwise we're going to see a pick six at least one tonight if, if Freddie wants Baker to chuck the ball up 40 friggin' times. Yeah, if he goes uh, um, for 40 passing attempts, I really like the Steelers. Oh, yeah, it's over. It's over. Because Minka Fitzpatrick, like, this secondary and Joe Hayden, you got to avoid. You don't think Joe Hayden wants to take one to the house in his in his old stomping grounds? Of course he does. Of course he does. The funny thing about that is the guys who let him go are no longer well still in power and that would be Paul D. Podesta yeah 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 yeah. well yeah and that was a stupid move for them to to let Joe go but you know that's he's in his 10th year amazingly if we can believe that but Matt you have that combo Minka Fitzpatrick over the top Joe Hayden on the corner what does that do to the field I'm not saying Joe you have to totally ignore him but it really cuts down your options throwing the ball on the field and what have we talked about all year and Baker Mayfield even made mention of it if we get the run game going, then it will open up opportunities downfield. Matt, we've been saying that since week one, right? Earn the pass because then it will open things up and you can take a shot with OBJ. I'm pretty sure the players understood that from the rip yes. that it wasn't going to be easy. But it it comes down to the guy calling the plays. Mm-hmm. And if he's arrogant enough to think, I can just roll it out there and do whatever I want and we're going to be successful with it because we have all these great pieces. He's fooling himself and he's doing the team a disservice. Yeah. Take advantage of what you do well. You run block really well outside of the 10-yard line. Mm -hmm. Inside the 10, that's a different story because you're just asking, you know, five guys to block 11. You know, do the math, you lose every time. (laughs) But you they can't go. They can't go completely empty in the formation. I mean, they have five wide and go all the way down the field, and then pack it in to where you have no receivers on the field. You have three tight ends and two backs. You know, in a goal line set, you have to be smart. You have to diversify yourself. You have to yeah. try something different. When point A doesn't work, trying it. 57 and a half times after that is not a good idea. You have to go to plan B. Well, and the thing is, Matt, why not? And I hope we see this because Kareem Hunt now full game back. There's no reason why his snap count should not be increased dramatically. 
He looked he looked fresh. He looked good. He did not look rusty at all. Put him on the field as much as possible. But you had success with him leaving for Chubb. I have a conspiracy theory about that. Oh, okay. What? I think they were saving him for tonight because they knew they had a short week. I don't know. And they if wanted I to give... get him get him back. Okay. You know, light work. And now they're going to let him go a little bit. I hope, anyway, that's the case because if he's that. on the field, he's a threat to do something with the ball. Matt, I don't know what to. I, I don't know what to think. Like I'm second guessing myself because common sense has not been at the norm with Freddie Kitchens calling plays. It hasn't. Like honestly, man, would we be surprised if the dude came out and had Baker throw it ten times in a row? Because oh, they won't see that coming. I wouldn't. I hope. I hope it doesn't happen. But I wouldn't be surprised with that. So what you're saying. Makes total sense, but we've been making a lot of sense all year, and we haven't seen that sense come out too often. But I hope you're right. Have him lead block Nick Chubb going into the end zone. I bet you they score then. Yeah, you would think, right? You have to account for another guy, another body. Yep. With a defender, that's good. Yeah. If you don't, you become very predictable and thus very easy to defend. Well, and here's the other side of that. When the Browns had Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson, okay, you knew when Duke was on the field, if it was just him, if he was going to get the ball, it was going to be a pass to him or he was going to block. The thing is with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, both can catch, both can run, both can pass protect. So you as a defense cannot see or predict what is going to happen with those two on the field at the same time. That is a good thing for an offense. That leaves you all sorts of options. So this is going to be very interesting. Matt, we got to talk about this too. Is Antonio Callaway, it was a one-game punishment for being late to the game. He said he parked in the wrong parking lot. Like, come on, bro. What are you, in high school? The dog ate your homework crap? Come on. Dude, trust me when I tell you that that holds less than zero water because the Browns have this thing called a ballet service. The players pull right in the west uh, it would be the east gate of the stadium, drive about 300 feet, hand their keys to somebody, and then walk right to the locker room. It's, I mean, it's <laughs> not that far. Maybe 1,200 feet that How- they have to walk. They don't park in a parking lot. They drop their car off <laughs> right inside the freaking stadium oh, God. next to the team buses for the away team. So, and then the valet takes it to the other parking lot. They don't park the damn car themselves. Well, Matt, even too, he's been here two years. He doesn't know where to park. Even if he was parking, he doesn't know where to park. I, I, Something's I, fishy. Another reason. I, I'm just not going to say anything because I have nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Something's fishy, man. Something is fishy there. But th- that means if Antonio Callaway is playing – does Richard Higgins go back to the bench or can we please see Hollywood rewarded for, I don't know, catching the damn game winning touchdown because your quarterback called his number and it worked. Can we have that? What do you think is going to happen there? Most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? 
Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our solo acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. I think you're going to see 11 on the field. Gosh. If he can make it to game time, I think you'll see him on the Why, field. Matt, cold weather. Antonio Callaway hands. Um, I'm having horror visions of the ball bouncing up top, and I don't know Minka Fitzpatrick picking the ball off. That's what I would I'm laugh. Yeah, honestly, as a I mean, as a Browns fan, I would scream, but as a, a, a member of the media, I would laugh because that's totally a Freddie move. Totally. Like, yeah. let's throw it 40 times against one of the best safeties in the league. Let's throw it to a guy who couldn't catch a cold standing on the freaking frozen lake in the middle of January. Let's see if this is going to work. Let's throw it 12 times in his direction and see if maybe he can catch one. And I don't know how many. I mean, they, both of Baker's interceptions against the 49ers were on passes to Callaway. Yep. The first one, he wasn't in the right spot. The second one, Baker threw it too well and hit him in the damn hands. Hmm. Like he threw it low for a reason so the defender couldn't get it. Correct. And you. Popping it up in the air <laughs> off your hands and off your chest, you know, the, oh. he might as well have just thrown it right to the defender to start the play. It is. It is. Uh, I should tell you, folks, of course, I got so excited with the game. Forgot to tell you, we're brought to you by, of course, you know it, Cleveland Whiskey, clevelandwhiskey.com. I got a nice cu- a glass of a uh, Cleveland 87 waiting for me, Matt, for this game. Pop an ice cube or two in, chill up. Maybe I'll make an old fashioned. I don't know. We'll see. See, see where the night takes me. But check out ClevelandWhiskey.com, folks. Go get yourself some tonight for the game. Celebratory or perfect to wallow in during or after, whatever. ClevelandWhiskey.com. Terrific recipes on social media. Uh, at Cleve Whiskey on Twitter. At Cleveland Whiskey on Instagram. They're on Facebook as well. Tours are tremendous. Both Matt and I have done those. Christmas bourbon is out. Get you some. Matt has promised me, and it's on recording, that he is going to secure me a bottle for a, a hopeful January trip up, right? It'll be a post-Christmas bourbon for me because I can't come down three times. I, I got away twice this year down to Cleveland, Matt. I, uh, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think a third. third one's in your future. <laughs> be risking my <laughs> Not <help>. this year. <laughs> Unless <laughs> the birds are on the table and there's a playoff game or something, then that's then, different. Right, right. But but otherwise. We're yeah, all having a, lot of, uh, uh, having a lot of old-fashioned Yes, exactly. <laughs> but check them out, folks, clevelandwhiskey.com. We love them. Um, Matt, so, like, Rashard Higgins is a must-play for me if I'm the Cleveland Browns, but we're we're not going to know, and we just have to hope that don't for don't don't overthink it, man. Higgins and Baker are good. Baker likes throwing them the ball. Do that. Like, like, isn't that what made Freddie Kitchens appealing last year, Matt? Where he went to the players, hey, give me five plays you like. Cool. Does he not do that anymore? Does he not ask? I'm sure if he asked Baker, he'd say he likes throwing it to Higgins instead of Callaway. Yeah, right? I, I mean, one would think that that would be the case, but it hasn't been the whole year. And I, look, I understand Hollywood was hurt for a couple of weeks and whatnot, but that's done now. Even when he was, even when he was back, he he still wasn't allowed to be on the field, and he wasn't a, a real active participant in the game plan through no fault of his own. It was just they didn't dial up plays that he he ran or that they put in personnel packages or he was in goal. No. 
it's aggravating and it's frustrating to watch a knucklehead like Antonio Callaway get chance after chance after chance after chance. He was suspended multiple times in college. He was kicked off the damn team when he stole credit cards to buy things at the bookstore. You know, he comes in, he fails a freaking drug test at the combine. Yep. Then you draft him anyway, and what does he do the first day off the training camp? He gets pulled over with a suspended license and leaving the car. Oh, and, and a part of a gun. Like, yeah, cool. yeah, that's the, I did forget about that. What, but wasn't his gun, though, because, you, know, you know, we all have oh, just oh, random yeah. gun it, parts it, it, flying it, around. It wasn't his weed either. It was his dog's weed. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, boy. There, there have been no less than 100 times where I looked at Callaway and I just shake my head and go, he's the perfect example of a guy who has all the talent in the world below the shoulders and nothing above it to actually make it into a viable career. You are correct. Um, and we'll see. But John Dorsey likes his broken toys. We'll see how he's, uh, we'll, we'll see how he is used. Okay, Matt, we want to try something a little different here because it is the Thursday nighter. If you go to DraftKings.com, they have the showdown contest, folks. Okay, so what you do, Matt and I have got ours up. Uh, and what it, the showdown was is, is you pick a captain. So what happens is you pick a player. So you got $50,000 salary to spend. And the captain gets you one and a half times the fantasy points, but it also costs you one and a half times the salary. And then you fill out the rest of the lineup. It's all flex spots. So you don't have to pick five positions. You can pick whatever you want and pick both kickers if you like. Um, and then we'll get to our prediction real quick. Matt, I'm going to captain up Nick Chubb and I'm going to stack him with Kareem Hunt as the one-two combo and get those. Uh, well, you are you you're reading my roster here? Boom! You doing the same? <laughs> I doubled down on the Browns' backs. Are you captaining Nick Chubb? Pa- I went with the passing game with more Steelers heavy. Right at the passing, I'm going. Um, the only Steeler I'm going to pick there is James Washington. Juju's done nothing, and Washington's been a a safety blanket for for Rudolph. So I'm going to go Washington there. Who do you got? I had Schuster because the Browns have a problem covering. Mm. talented athletes. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I'm also going to go um, kicker. I'm going to go Boswell for the Steelers because um, you can pick a kicker in that too. And that still leaves me a bunch of, of money left. And this is the, this is the weird part. Um, I'm not like Odell Beckham Jr. is still priced really high and just doesn't really deliver. So I'm going to go instead of 9,200 bucks on OBJ, I'm going to go 8K with Landry and get him in there. And that leaves me, Oh boy, that leaves me with ten thousand seven hundred dollars left. That's pretty good. Where where else are you going? Uh, Chubb, Schuster, Hunt, Steelers, D, Seibert, and Baker. Because you always have to get a quarterback. Ah, Got to do that. I'm going to go James Connor. I'm going um, and Landry, and then that leaves me actually. Then Boswell's outpriced. You know what I'm going to do? And this is going to go right into my prediction. The hero of the game, Austin. By God, Seibert. Book it. He is going to win us this game, and I am going to have to buy a Austin Seibert jersey and love it. Actually, I, I really won't, even if he does it. But um, I, I will. If he wins him. the big one at any point in his career, he will. Oh, do, if Austin Seibert wins us a Super Bowl, I will gladly wear an Austin Seibert jersey um, as my go-to, as my all all Browns. I will retire my <laughs> Brian Seibert jersey, the cardiac kid throwback, and I will wear a Seibert one and be happy forever. So that is, that is totally fine. 
Uh, so I'm going to do that. So cyber. So who's your lineup? So you got Captain Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. We got that the same, right? Yes. And I have Schuster, Mayfield, Steeler D, Cybert. Cyber. Okay, I got Chubb as captain, Kareem Hunt, James Washington, James Connor, Jarvis Landry, and Austin Cybert. So let us know what, what lineup you guys pick. It's at DraftKings.com. Check it out. It's a nice little way to keep a extra look at the game. Um, and you can let us know on Twitter at AndyMC81 and at Matt Florjancic. So I'm entering there. Boom. Done. All right. Matt, official prediction time, buddy. Let's go. Give me your score. The weather for tonight in Cleveland. It is going to be cold. But it's going to be dry, and the winds are not going to be too gusty from what I can tell. So it should be a good running night, and hopefully doesn't affect uh, our kicker anyway. 20 to 14 Steelers. Wow. Until the Browns win back-to-back games. Okay. I'm not picking them to win back-to-back games. Okay. I, they've, I... they've believed the hype, and every time they win, mm. they get slaughtered the next week. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, until they actually do it, I don't believe I'm you. not going to believe it. I don't I do not blame you. 17 14 Browns Cyber game winner as the clock ticks down to zero. And an eruption, an elation at First Energy Stadium. The Browns not only win back to back, they win two in a row at home. The season stays alive and Mason Rudolph is exposed for the chump that he is. And guess how many guess what? Minka Fitzpatrick, zero interceptions. Joe Hayden Zero interceptions. T.J. Watt, one sack. I'll give him one because he's he's damn good. <laughs> he's going up against Chris Hubbard an awful lot tonight. You do know that, right? I, I do, and that's why, Freddie, if you're listening, um, it's it's Andy and Matt here, Doghouse, SB Nation, Dogs by Nature, brought to you by Cleveland Whiskey. Run the ball so Baker doesn't die. Thank you. That is our public service announcement <laughs> for today. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of Baker stuff. I prefer he doesn't get destroyed and and get uh, get knocked out cold. Um, because, Matt, we've seen, like, remember James Harrison, Colt McCoy? Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to see I remember a lot of James Harrison incidents from oh. Muhammad Massacre and oh, yeah. uh, Josh Kins in the same game. Uh, I remember the Colt McCoy Thursday night football incident of 2012? Was it? Was it maybe 11? Well, Eleven, yeah, uh, yes, it was eleven because twelve they drafted me and Colts oh. play and had the, one of the more awkward press conferences in my career after camp broke. Um, yeah, I remember that. That's actually why there's independent neurologists that have to be at NFL games now because the Browns like Colt McCoy play with a concussion, and in the po- and they basically admitted it to anybody who knew anything about concussions. Uh, in the media room when they asked all the cameramen to turn off their lights because they were going to bother Colt. So they clearly knew he had a concussion and they still let him finish the game. I remember that. They were like, but they were more concerned about his wrist or something, right? It was yeah, something they never weird. Looked, they never checked him for a concussion. They checked him for his wrist. No, I was like, your wrist is And great. it was the stupidest thing ever because you could clearly see he got smashed right in the helmet. <laughs> it's like, Colt, you're cross-eyed and you're drooling, but your wrist is cool. Get back out there, champ. <laughs> right, and when he walked into the press conference room, I, I wanted to slap the crap out of the PR guy myself because there's no way he should have been in front of the camera. He was not right. He was glassy-eyed, and he was gingerly walking. That kid probably felt, I, I mean, I've had a couple pretty nasty concussions before, and they are not, it, it hurts to move. 
Yeah. And anything you do, you feel off. You feel like you are outside of your body, and you just do not feel right. Nothing is right. Like, all the wiring up top affects everything else, and everything is off track. Mm. And it takes a good while to get back to normal. And Colt should not have been allowed in that game. He should not have been allowed in that press conference. He should have been taken care of. And that's ultimately why we have the, the system that the NFL has now. Colt McCoy rule. Uh, all right, buddy. Very good. Uh, that'll do it. Well, good luck uh, tonight at the game. Stay warm. And I'm hoping, Matt, we have the rare three-show week because if the Browns win, we're doing a doghouse tomorrow, baby. So let's go, Browns. It's time. It's time, Browns fans. Stomp them out. Get them. I hate black and yellow. I hate it. I hate those colors. It's piss yellow. It's not gold. Anyone tells you that's gold is, is, is an idiot. It's pee yellow. It's when you need to drink more water yellow. That's what that color is. Not interested. Oh, drink more water. Completely come off track. Boom. <laughs> off the rails, baby. That's a good, that's a good bunch of walk-off. <laughs> well, I'm going that. That's it. Drink more water yellow. For Matt Florjancic, <laughs> I'm Andy You've been listening to your dog to the doggos. On SB Nation, Dogs by Nation, brought to you by Cleveland Whiskey. Go Browns! Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was supported by Reddit for Business. You want the right attention for your business, but you don't know where to get it. It should be a place where people actually take the time to engage with your ads. Why not try Reddit? They seem to have the whole engagement thing down pat. With over 100,000 communities, Reddit users are some of the most active online. Meet your potential customers where they feel most at home, with 90% of users trusting Reddit to learn about new products and brands. Just go to redditforbusiness.com slash vox to learn more.